Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode number 151 of the Hawks Talk Podcast and all things Atlanta Hawks Podcast, hosted by two lifelong Hawks fans. As always, I'm Jackson, joined today by my lovely co-host, Logan. Logan, Bang! let's just talk Trey Young, baby. Trey Young wins it. Yeah, I mean, uh, we're recording this about, I don't know, five minutes after Trey Young hit the game winner against the Nets. So uh, spirits are high currently, I would say. Uh, Two-game win streak. Joe Pronti, 2-0. The post name. Joe Pronti's. Red and yellow army. <laughs> Go on then, Joe. Yeah. Um, hey, man. Look, look. You would expect the most pressing thing to talk about uh, would be the, the Quinn Snyder stuff. Um, but I don't know look, if we need him. We look, man, look, man. In the last two games, we beat one of the best teams in the league by, I think we won in the end by 17. We're up at like 32 at one point. Um, and, and yes, we may have, you know, slightly blown the lead right now against the Nets, but, uh, you know, at the end of the day, we got a, we got a fourth or is it fifth, like fourth or fifth buzzer beater of the year. Um, Trey Young with another sort of highlight to put into his, uh, his, you know, ever growing YouTube video of highlights. This one, I don't even know how, it, I, I mean, like, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie cannot play defense, but I don't know how he can't get a handle on that. But at the same time, I guess he was, he didn't want to tap Trey on the hand and, give Trey free throws to, to win the game. So I guess I guess I'll give him that excuse. But um yeah, I mean Trey Young and DeJounte Murray basically put on uh, like a master class today. I mean um, Against one of the, the the highly touted media darlings, best perimeter defense in the league. I uh, I'm just saying, you know, everybody hypes up people like Mikael Bridges and this Nets team for their perimeter defense. Trey gave these dudes all-star numbers. Like, he didn't just have a good game. He gave them all-star numbers and hit the game winner on Mikel Bridges. A really tough shot by Trey. I think a lot of people are just going to, you know, be excited about the game winner. But whenever we watch this back, a pretty hard shot because not only did he beat Mikel, he was also able to get the shot off between Spencer Dinwiddie. And Spencer Dinwiddie, I mean, he's no slouch on defense himself, and he's like six foot six. I mean, so definitely a really good... The art of shot making was shown once more by Trey Young. That's a good way to put it. Um... Just, just a really good shot, man, by Trey. I mean, it's this the reason he's the star of the team. It's the reason he's the face of the franchise, man. It's the reason when, whenever you talk about the Atlanta Hawks right now, you're, you're, you're thinking Trey Young. I mean, I, I feel good for Trey. There's been a, a lot of hates thrown his way from Sergeant Radio members in Atlanta. That's all I'm going to say on that. And it was just, mm. I feel like this was a good like, all right, here's a middle finger to you type game because these past two games, man, Trey's eating, making them eat their words, and there, I mean, there's no better way. Than to make somebody eat their words than to have a masterclass performance like this against like one of the best perimeter defensive teams in the league, and it's like then you hit the game winner. It's just like it's beautiful. It's beautiful, man. It's it brings a tear to my eye. It really does, man. That that that's my point guard Logan. He uh, he's special. And, and and look, it needs to be said as well. Uh, the Hawks. I mean, Trey Young get, would get absolutely smothered and destroyed today if we didn't have Dejounte. The Nets were throwing everything at the. Everything in the arsenal item in the second half, and look, Dejounte, like he had the one turnover um, on that possession near the end. Um, kind of maybe was a Congo's fault, depending on on the angle. I couldn't really see, but um, look, man, Dejounte was special today too. He, Dejounte, like for some reason his three point shooting, like I keep expecting it to just, like I'm expecting the bricks to just come in mass, and he's still just like he hits two or three threes every single game, and it's like it's almost at the weird point where you're kind of like. Truly expecting him to shoot. I mean, he shot 4-7 from three today. He's shooting like 37% from the year. You're kind of expecting him to be a better three-point shooter than, than Trey like when he's left open at this point. It's it's crazy. So, um, yeah, DeJounte was 
special today as well. Um, had the clutch steal at the end, uh, steal and then lay in transition. So Trey also had a, a clutch steal. Yeah. So I mean, look, like Trey, Dejounte, and I'll give Bogey some props. He really, he really played well. I mean, twenty-two points on eleven field goal attempts, plus good defense. Team high plus twenty-eight in a two-point win is absurd. Bogey was extremely good today as well. Um, he's he's been getting a lot of flack from both of us and from other people on Twitter. So got to give him his flowers. He was that was like the prime Bogey that you know version of Bogey that we saw uh, today. So he was extremely good. Um, would not have won without Bogey doing this thing because really it was it was just Trey Dejounte and, and Bogey that put in really most of the the work on offense. And it was a, this was a pretty high scoring game, you know. So um, the offense really had to had to come in clutch. So. Yeah, it was it was a very, it, you know, I'll take it, but y- y- it is kind of hard to forget we were up eighteen at one point, and <laughs> we uh, we also up eight with like a, a minute minute half left, and and they tied it with seven seconds left. So um, hard to hard to forget those little things, but hey, look, a win's a win, a trailing buzzer beater, uh, those are forever, Jackson. Those are forever. That that quiets down that people have been, you know throwing Trey's name in the mud, saying heinous statements against him. So, I don't know. I'm really happy for Trey. I know that one felt good for him, especially all that, like, he's gone through. Like, people have been so weird about Trey lately. It's, like, just absurd stuff. Even, you know, even, like, there was people, like, Trey hit this, and there was still people saying, oh, the coach killer did a good job. Can we stop with the coach killer thing? Yeah. Like, like we, the parts I know we there, touched man. on this the last few episodes, but... It's, it's, it was it's Lloyd like the parts Pierce. Are there. It was and Lloyd Miller, Pierce like, and no. Grow up, man. Like, for real. It's like, like the parts were there, like, coaches got fired and Trey's a star player. But, like, you're trying to hammer, like, square pegs in the triangle openings. It's like, Trey's not a coach killer, man. These coaches, they were not. These were not Phil Jackson Nate, with the Bulls. Nate, or, Nate, McMillan, know, Nate, McMillan has, Nate McMillan has an expiration date. Everywhere he's gone, he's had an expiration date. You can't kill some. You, it'd be like saying, like, you killed... I mean, I don't even know what I was trying to say. I'm not. I'm not good with my metaphors right now, Jackson. My my mind is racing. Um, you can't kill somebody that was never gonna like really be the long term guy, in my opinion. So anyway, look, man, Trey Young is still Trey Young. We can we can celebrate that. I want to specifically call out Sports Talk ATL. Um, it's like a whole damn network of just amateurs, losers, whiners, Bronies. criers, jabronis, frauds. I have no issues with like Jake from Sports Like ATL. If you remember Jake, he was the guy who had the Deshaun Watson going to the Falcon scoop. Is his Twitter disabled yet? Is his he he did. Yet? I will say, I like I have no issue with Jake because I mean Jackson, you and I both know he was correct. Deshaun Watson was going to Atlanta. Things changed last minute. I don't care about specifically Jake, but the Sports Talk ATL Twitter itself, like the Twitter itself, I've had them muted for forever just because they are just so like, yeah, they're quiet right now. Good thing nothing happened at Atlanta Sports recently. I, I don't, I don't, I'm going to try and pull up the, the tweet verbatim, but they essentially said, like, why would any high-profile coach want to come coach Atlanta anyway? This organization's toxic. They have Trey Young and DeJounte Murray. That is why a high-profile coach would come to Atlanta. Don't be stupid. Don't, re- don't forget what you have because you have two of the best guards in the NBA, two elite players when they're on their game. Trey Young is elite pretty much every game. Like, Grow up, man. Like, like some of y'all, the whining and crying, I'm glad that it'll be over, at least partially, when Quinn Snyder comes in, because it's just like, y'all can shut up about something. Like, y'all, y'all can just 
go away. You can stop the crying. It, it, like it's just it is so bad, man. I like I'm trying to find his tweet, but I, I seriously do have him. I've I've had Sports Talk ATL muted for a bit. He's just one of those guys where it's like, take the ATL at your goddamn handle. You are a phony. You are a fraud. Like, and, and don't even get me started on them damn journalists, Jackson. I, I'm not even gonna say their names. Don't get me started. But one of them, one of them always hates on Ronald Acuna Jr. and Trey Young. Makes you wonder. Hmm. And then and then no, the other that's one. That's facts, though. And, and I mean, look, look, look. I don't want to get in trouble. I'm not gonna say anything bad, but you know, take the goddamn ATL out your handle. That that that's all I'll say because Trey Young. Yo, it. He's he's. It's crazy how these people can be like 50 years old and they're like, we we need a star like Dominique Wilkins, bro. Do you know how rare stars in the NBA? There's a reason why our last one was Dominique Wilkins, you idiot. Like, what are we doing here, people? Like, Trey is. Does Trey have his faults like any other person or player in the NBA? Absolutely. But the fact that people are wanting to like run him out of the city, which is essentially what they're trying to do, is insane to me. It's insane to me. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Like, genuinely, it's very stupid. I can tell you, I've been watching the team since the Joe Johnson days. And I, there has never been a player who I think has impacted the city basketball-wise as much as Trey Young has. Like, straight up, there have been none other. Trey Young has revitalized the interest in Atlanta Hawks basketball. If you don't believe me, you can just go take the attendance numbers. Like, Logan, you even said that before. That playoff game you went to in 2021, you said it was, like, one of the best, like, atmospheres you've been to at a game. And you've been to, like, you know, Braves games, Falcon games, all that. It's like, the fact that you people are trying to run Trey Young out of the... Out of the city, and a lot of it has to do with the fact that he doesn't give you the responses that you want for your shows. That that's embarrassing. You need to be embarrassed. You need to. At you least, should be embarrassed. You are. You I, are fifty I, years old. I'll, I'll give him some credit. Chris Kirshner may have seemingly had some issues with Trey at times. At least Chris Kirshner recognized the greatness. You know what I mean? I I still remember Chris Kirshner saying something early on in his career, and he's like, "What a joy that I'll be able to cover Trey Young while I'm here." Like, at least he could recognize greatness. Some of y'all just want to. It's like, it's like y'all want him to leave so that way you can say, "See, he he left us." When it's it might be y'all's fault. Like, look, man, I I am not that old. I, I may be old compared to you, Jackson. Happy belated birthday, by the way. It was you know by the time you're listening to this, it was Thank about you. two days ago. Um, to, to all the listeners. So if you want to tweet Jackson happy birthday, you can. Um, but anyway, the you know like, I don't want to say anything out of pocket. I know Matt Ryan is like. The greatest, you know, whatever. He he was the greatest quarterback. He was at the game player. today. He was at the game today. Uh, not coincidentally, we did blow a lead, but hey, we won. <laughs> um, do the do the math of that one, y'all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know Matt Ryan is by far the most important player in Falcons history. Trey Young is like the biggest icon in Atlanta sports to change things up, pr- probably since Michael Vick. I know the Braves are huge, but the Braves are going to be huge no matter what. The Braves were huge when they were rebuilding from like 2016 to 2018 or 20. 15 and 2018 the Braves are huge then still the Hawks if they if they don't have Trey man they ain't shit I I, I don't mean that like short term they can't win Watch a game without Trey these because they can like, shit on Trey don't follow the team at all they won't care yeah. you won't hear anything you won't hear game scores you won't hear news I think the only time you'd hear from something people who are hating on Trey about the Hawks is if the Hawks were like yeah we're, we're relocating to uh, Winnipeg deep cut for all of us Thrashers fans. yeah so like not not saying that the roster is desolate without Trey, because it's not. Because DeJounte could absolutely be the number one guy on a pretty good team. I think he's a great number two on a great team. DeJounte could lead a team. I mean, he literally did lead a team to the, the play-ins last year. And that was his first time being, like, the number one guy. And he did in his first year with the not-great roster. DeJounte is great. Trey Young is transcendent. So, like, I don't know, man. Girl, like, Jackson and I, we will complain about Trey 
that's because we know how good he is and how fortunate we are to have him. And we just, we know he can be the best offensive player in the world. Um, so sometimes seeing him bail himself, like, uh, not bail himself off the the opposite, <laughs> like make itself make it harder on himself with these with some you know bad shots. We're, that's why it frustrates us. Uh, truth is, man, look, Kevin Schuinard has a good report, Trey. You know why? Because he doesn't ask dumbass questions. He asks about basketball. Some of y'all could some of y'all journalists because we're not journalists. We're just people that scream into a microphone. Some of y'all journalists could learn a thing or two from Kevin Schuinard. Straight up. Have respect for Trey. Have respect for the sport that he plays and so clearly loves. You can, you can hate Trey and, like, not hate Trey. Like, you can criticize Trey. Like, me and you do it all the time. But, like, the fact that y'all are trying to run him out of the city, crazy to me, man. Just, just, just crazy. Now, on to our second person's beginning. Y'all said that big bands Tony Wrestler wasn't going to spit on a coach. Shut your mouth, you jabronis. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, I mean, I, I, we probably have gone on long enough about the buzz. But the, the Cavaliers win, like, look. That was that was a proper basketball lesson. Um, sure, they they stumbled a little bit at the end, but the lead never got lower than thirteen uh, after like that second quarter onslaught. Like the Cavaliers' win was just an absolute demolition. Like fantastic to see the the Atlanta Hawks under interim coach Buff is real. Joe Prunty is a good coach. Uh, I am perfectly fine with like hiring somebody else midseason. But I would love to see Joe Pronti stay on the staff. He, he's he's clearly a good coach. I think the I think players like him. I think every, like him. I think everyone he commands has, the respect of these men. I think everyone has enjoyed the offense um, a little bit more these last two games. And I will say something, Jackson. I'm gonna I'm gonna break something new out. All right, this is this is something you and I didn't run this by you, so hopefully you're okay with this, Jackson. But in my mind, for the work that Joe Pronti has done these two games and potentially in the future if he stays on the staff, Joe Pronti. Is a man of. Say it with me, Jackson. I want you to say it with me. All right. He is a man and of integrity. Of integrity, and what else, Jackson? Faith. Faith. And honor. He is honor, a man of honor. integrity and honor. But 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 is he a leader of men? And that's the question. That could not be any silly ever question, Jackson. Of course he is. He's a leader of integrity, of honor, and. At the bottom of it, the core of it, he's a leader of men, Jackson. He's a leader of I, men. I, I'm going to be honest. I'm crying. I'm crying. I, yeah, There's yeah. tears. I am not saying I want to hire Joe Project full-time because I, I, I'll I get into this in a bit. I, I've flipped my ideas on, on Quinn Snyder a little bit. But he deserves some recognition. He, he We could have we could have been, you know, make, Nate McMill, he could have been Nate McMillan 2.0. And, and what would anyone really have to say other than, well, he's an interim coach. He's a leader of men, integrity, and honor, and hey, respect. Shout out to what he say. Appreciate that J Dog to Jalen. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I I'm 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 rocking with Joe Prunty for as long as we got him, Jackson. He's two and zero. He's two and zero. Yeah, I mean, you know, hey, shout out, shouts out to my man Joe Prunty. Definitely, like turn. I mean, like I said on last podcast, man, there is enthusiasm back in the fan base. The fan base is a lot more positive. I mean, these two wins. Just really encapsulates that. I mean, these are like, these are two, like, I mean, I know that it's not the Nets of KD Kyrie, but like the, the Nets, as of now, are still a playoff team. They're still a good team. They have a great coach, in my opinion, in Jock Vaughn. He's someone I've always liked. Um, so, like, these are, these are good wins. I mean, we put up what, 81 points in the first half against the best defensive team in the league. So, like, and that was the Cavs. It's like, 
you know, I, I, I don't, I'm not here to dance on Nate Millen Gray, but I can say, I, you know, I'm pretty happy with the, uh, the new era of Hawks basketball. I mean, Joe Prunty, he seems to be a lot more in tune with modern basketball. Um, we, I mean, you saw that comment Logan about the 28 threes against Cleveland. He was like, I want to see a few more. Um, I will say though, you know, I like Joe Prunty, but at the same time, you know, Quinn Snyder is still that guy. Let's not get caught up in it. People. I hate to be the Debbie Downer and I hate to do, uh, Logan, you, you know, a lot about these comments. Our little doomsday cast podcast, you know what I'm saying? But um, look, look, man, all all I'm saying, man, is that we have still, you know, there has been some leads blown with Joe Prunty. I'm just saying, I'm still wanting Quinn Snyder, man. I'll keep it real. You know, Joe Prunty, of course, love him. Joe Prunty's red and yellow army, of course. But, uh, you know, when Quinn Snyder is the is official, then, you know, I, you know, hey, the thing is, is is we have to support. Joe Prunty while we have him because we're in an very important stretch of our schedule. So unless, you know, Quinn Snyder comes in and starts coaching us this week, we got to support Prunty because Jackson and the next eight days, we have two games against Miami Heat, the team that is, I believe, in sixth right now, maybe seventh. Um, we, we're we fighting with them. We're going to be fighting with them for uh, seeding just like the Nets. So we're, we're in the very important stretch of our schedule. Uh, that's why. That's why I'm. That's why I'm giving Prunty the leader of man integrity and honor because he he is he is it is Joe Prunty's red and yellow army until further notice until it is most likely Quinn Snyder's red and yellow army. Um, and I will say, uh, admittedly, on the last few podcasts, I have not been super high on Quinn Snyder. I'm going to be straight up with y'all. I'm going to be straight up with y'all. All right. It's not like I knew that much about Quinn Snyder as a coach on the specifics. But I did know that Utah never did shit in the playoffs, and they blew a 3-1 lead. That was the crux of my issue with uh, Quinn Snyder. And top it off, I thought Donovan Mitchell did not like him or Gobert, and that's sort of why that all crumbled. I have been informed by, well, firstly, Michael Green, uh, honorary third member of the podcast. He, he did show me some like very compelling evidence that, one, Donovan Mitchell uh, clearly is cool with Quinn Snyder. Like I think Donovan Mitchell's issue is... Uh, with the fact that Quinn Snyder left and then probably wasn't too fond of Gobert. Um, and two, way smarter basketball people than me have been basically calling Quinn Snyder like a basketball or pick-and-roll savant, like excellent with having two-guard rotations, excellent with developing guys. Um, obviously, his record kind of speaks for itself. Utah was regularly a 51 team. They were the one seed one year, I believe. Um and frankly, I think our current iteration Hawks have more talent than any of those Utah teams may have ever had. Maybe only rivaled by that one seed team because that they, they had Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell, Gobert, Boyan Bogdanovich, Royce O'Neal, um, a couple of names I'm forgetting, like some of the some of the bench guys, Jordan Clarkson, I think maybe. Um, they they had a good team, but you know. So my point being, I in classic Hawks talk fashion am backtracking. I am admitting I was probably wrong. I am fully behind hiring Quinn Snyder. I'm fully cool with it. It also makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense that we'd go for him instead of like Charles Lee. Why would Tony Ressler hire hire a question mark at head coach? Charles Lee's probably going to be a good coach, but why would you hire him for his first job when we're we're ready to like make playoff pushes now? It makes a lot more sense to hire the most proven, um, high quality coaching candidate that will be out there in Quinn Snyder. And I will say it makes sense to try and hurry up and, and hire him as soon as possible. The 76ers may have a vacant spot soon, and um, they are a very enticing job. You might as well try and cut the line. And if Tony Ressler is willing to pay 8 mil, 9 mil, 10 mil a year for Quinn Snyder, then so be it. It's not my money. It doesn't count towards salary cap. Go for it. Um, so, yeah, I just want to say, Jackson, 
I was probably uh, misguided in my lack of enthusiasm when uh, Quinn Snyder's name was thrown around. Um, I've come around. I, I definitely prefer him over Kenny Atkinson, and I'm very, very happy if he could become our head coach soon. The, the fact that uh, it seems like they've been negotiating for a few days now has me a little concerned. Um, and the fact that he'll be P.O.B.O. potentially has me a little concerned because even Budenholzer was not that good when he was P.O.B.O. But at the end of the day, Jackson, the biggest concern with our front office is lack of experience. Quinn Snyder's been in, been you know, in, in legitimate, had legitimate high-level basketball jobs for a long time now. He'd be a great coach. He should be a good voice for the front office. It would be a slam dunk home run hire, like, if we can get it done, I'll be very happy, and uh, I imagine you would too, Jackson. So I just I, just, I need to have a little monologue because I admittedly was kind of squeamish about the the Quint Snyder rumors at first, but I've come around. No, no, I actually I really enjoyed that monologue. Thank you, Logan. Um, I mean with Quint Snyder, I mean I always said he was like I think he I said it was like top five. I like think like fourth actually out of my candidates. I mean obviously I'm fine with the candidate. I'm obviously fine with the hire. I mean. I'm not really worried about the, the the salary because at the end of the day, it's not my money. I mean, I do want to say, though, it is, you know, it's interesting. It's funny how people, you know, were calling out Tony saying he wasn't willing to spend and all that. And then, you know, it's like, out of nowhere, basically, we're, we get heard that like, oh, yeah, like Quiz Sider will become he's like, what, eight million a year. And that's that's Nate Millen, for example, is making four million a year. Quinn Snyder making eight million a year will make him like tied for like third with like Budenholzer, I think, for highest paid coaches in the league. So, I mean, it's good to see that money being spent. It makes me a lot more optimistic about one thing. Said this on Twitter. I've said on this podcast a bunch, and that's the luxury tax being paid because, look, man, Nick Ressler's in the front office. Tony Ressler would have to really be gunning for worst dad of the year award if he was trying to, you know, just like let his son go under-resourced by not going into the tax. So I feel a lot more optimistic about it, especially after seeing the Quinn Snyder figures. It's pretty obvious that the ownership group is willing to, you know, put their money where their mouth is. Um, Quinn Snyder, I'm, I mean, I'm ready for it. There's been a... You know, I've done some research. I, I'm I'm scared about, you know, Utah fans have talked about his lack of adjustments, but I am very excited though, because his system, I mean, look, man, the guy was a top ten defensive and offensive team in Utah one year. That's not easy to do. I think it's his last year actually. Um and also I'm just gonna say it, Logan. I think that Trey Young is better than Donovan Mitchell. So like I think Quinn Snyder is going from, you know, have even Donna Mitchell, incredibly talented, incredibly special player. Don't not trying to take anything away from him. this is just praise for Trey, in my opinion. Um, so I think Quinn working with somebody as talented as Trey Young, which he never has before, is important. Uh, I would say the president of basketball operations thing is kind of kind of scary, but like the entire thing we've heard with the Hawks is that you know the Hawks have been trying to add front office experience because you know, like Nick, you know, Landry, I mean, those guys, th those guys don't have experience, you know, Corver as well. Um, those guys aren't experienced. So you remember we tried to hire that that Spurs guy, you remember, in around December. Then that stuff came out about him, about like the Luau Ding situation. I don't remember the, the whole details on that. I know that eventually he stayed in San Antonio, Atlanta, like part of ways with that whole deal. So I think adding someone like Quinn to the front office, I mean, Quinn Snyder has been around basketball pretty much his entire life. He's been a in the a coaching, you know, role. He's he's seen a lot, he knows a lot. So just him having that experience, I'm not expecting by any means for Quinn Snyder to be the one who's, you know. Uh, you know, like, you know, making trades on be on behalf of the team, you know, kind of like Budenholzer did when he traded Corver and all that to Cleveland. Like, I'm not expecting that by any means, but I do think Landry will continue to have the big say in the front office. Wait. I mean, he was on radio this week and he straight up said he makes the shots like nobody else does. So he yeah, makes the final the, call. Like, the bottom line is Quinn Snyder is going to be probably the most sought after coach on the market this year. 
Um, yeah, you're gonna have to make some concessions, man. To, like to, to the point where I'm pretty sure Utah still has his rights, but they they're willing to like just let him go without like asking for a second round pick or something. Like they're willing to just uh, you know let him go. He he did his service to the organization. He's actually been recovering from an injury, like a, a messed yeah, up replacement. Yeah, messed up hip or something. Interestingly enough, um, you're gonna have to one pay him like he's a top five, seven, maybe ten coach, which eight million years I think top five. Um, if you go over that, then perfectly. I don't care how much coaches are paid. Truly don't. Um, and you may have to give him some front office influence, which like guess what? Like if you want your coach to really succeed. It makes sense for him to have some sort of impact on the roster, but you know there is a, there is a, a something to be said to having a, a separation of of power there. Um, but I guess one other thing is Kyle Corver did clearly vouch for him. Clearly, Kyle Corver. I'm pretty sure Corver was the one that said like he was a pick and roll savant. Which I don't know about you, Jackson. Um, actually, I do know about you. I know you'd be happy to see a pick and roll maestro coach. You know, our pick and roll maestro point guard and. Absolutely, um, absolutely. So. I uh, look, look. I, I frankly, like, hey, I think Lo- I deserve it, and I think I will love it. You, you can hate on Lloyd Pierce. At least that man ran the pick and roll like it was going out of damn style. And if we go yeah, back, we, to that, I mean, he always had, he had John Collins as a fringe all star. Let's not forget that, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. I mean, Lloyd Pierce had his faults. Absolutely, the guy was bullying Cam Reddish, and you know, just saying for a coach killer victim. I mean, he surely has not been sought up for, for head coaching jobs after that. But I'm just saying, the man. The man was spamming pick and rolls like me on 2K, frankly. Yeah, literally. So, look, I think Lloyd Pierce uh, maybe was the first person to really just hammer out Trey Young's uh, pick and roll high volume uh, proclivity. Quinn Snyder might be the man to help perfect it in the whole offense, not just Trey, but for the whole offense. So, look, man, we got a good roster. We do. We've had. A lot of screw-ups this year, frankly. We, we should be 7 to 10 games above 500, but we've blown a lot of games, and we're only one game above 500. Is it, it is what it is. Quinn Snyder is not going to come in and save us this year, um, although we could still win enough games to get a 7th or 6th seed, absolutely. Um, but if we can get Quinn Snyder, I'm, I'm very excited for next year's iteration of the DeJounte Trey Hawks. You know, there there'll probably be some moves on the rest of the roster, but Quinn Snyder would have a lot to work with. Um and frankly, any coach I'm sure would be very excited to work with Trey and DeJounte Murray. So no matter how quote unquote toxic the front office is, the the front office that has basically been uh singing Quinn's praises all week. So, you know, that's that's definitely toxic, right? So um yeah, that that's 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 my piece, man. I'm very, I'm perfectly happy to hire Quinn Snyder. Perfectly happy to do it uh, in season, and perfectly happy that that Mikhail Bridges got got boomed on. A uh, proper basketball lesson. <laughs> yep. Not that I have anything against Mikhail Bridges. But no, those, I don't either. It's just those, it's just those four it, those four free throws at the end pissed me off because Mikhail Bridges did not get fouled that hard. He just fell over because he's very skinny, and Cam Thomas just can't dribble and anything that isn't like a step back or like a straight line. And he just stumbled and fell onto a Congo. And Congo that kid called. can score, but he has he has some development to go. But he's he's something to be excited about if you're a Nets fan. I'll say yeah, that yeah, he yeah, he can yeah. he can he, score. He did not deserve those two free throws on the end, but I like Cam Thomas too. I actually I pretty much like every player on the Nets. Like they they they're, they're oh. uh, who do you not like Dinwiddie. 
I don't like it. Yeah, I did when he was annoying today. Like straight up, just really? annoying. I mean, I will say he was he was he was giving Onyeka the belt that dunk on him and that uh, big three splash in his mouth. That was that was hard to watch, frankly. But I mean, I will say Trey was in get back mode. You know, he got Dinwiddie on that uh, game winner, so it's fine. I don't know. He's just like annoying to me. Like I like Spencer Dinwiddie's story, recovering from the injuries, but like stuff like today, like the fourth quarter started. He wasn't even trying to play basketball. Like he was just. He was getting fouls called for him and complaining that they weren't shooting fouls and stuff. Like, bro, we're like, we're about to be in the bonus with 11 minutes remaining. Shut up. Like, you have such an advantage. Like, I don't know. That stuff just annoys me. And I know people are going to be, you know, upset. But whenever yeah. my team does it, they're they're just no no Hawks players ever committed a foul before. It's cool no when we do it. Ever, it's a problem when they do it. Absolutely. I mean, I'm just saying, no Hawks player has ever committed a foul. Like Kevin Herter said, I've never committed a foul last year. Hey, agreed. I don't. I've never seen a Hawks player commit a foul before, and I've never seen the other team not foul us. So, I mean, I'm just saying that the the league had the reasons, Logan. They got to pump up that New York market. Also, I hate the play into the bit, Logan. I'm just gonna say it. Trey Young, he really, he just does not like New York, man. He he just <laughs> Knicks now the Nets game winners. It's like Jesus, man. Just just kind of just a funny little tidbit. It is, isn't it? I mean. Trey's list of game winners is honestly pretty long considering he's only been in the league five years now. Like he has two in the playoffs alone. He has he had three like his rookie year alone. He has one this year and I think two assists, no one assist on the buzz beater. I mean, look, I am waiting for the Trey Young like three point shot buzzer beater for the win. He's done he's done that for like the tie. But I'm waiting for the, the three point for the win. But for now, the the floaters and the mid rangers. Like they're cash, so might as well take them. But sir, yeah. Yeah. Um, we bow. At I want to ask we, you one thing before we wrap this up. We bow at the altar of Trey Young in this household. Yeah, go ahead. Absolutely. With Joe Prunty, what's the uh, what's the Hawks feeling this year, Logan? What you feeling? Are are we are we going back to what I said on a few a couple podcasts ago about how well, the the playoff Hawks? All right, look, like look. I don't. If if we had, we beat two pretty good teams, um, and we, we had. Have. Very good halves of basketball in both those games. Um, I am feeling, certainly, I'm feeling definitely feeling confident we could jump the heat. Um, we have two games. If we win both those games against One the game heat, away from them, by the way. I saw that, so I just wanted to put that in there. We, we play the heat twice in the next eight days. If you beat them two times, you're cooking with oil. Um, catching the Knicks will be difficult because the Knicks have actually been playing very good basketball um, lately. Um, including, shout out to them, getting Nate McMillan fired, potentially. Uh, shout out to the Knicks. Even even when they beat us, we still win. It's crazy how that works out. But um, I like part of me kind of wants to go ahead and hire Quinn Snyder as soon as possible anyway, just to skip the line, um, even though it is a little unorthodox. And even though I think Joe Prunty will do a solid job, I feel like you need to get your guy as soon as possible and get him under under contract and get that going. <sighs> Look, but, man, we also had Doc Rivers coach last night. Get the signature signed, my boy. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, if you have to up the offer to nine million a year, maybe do it, Tony. Um, I'm I'm pretty sure Philadelphia's got money to throw around. So, um, go ahead and do that. And T- Tony's got a bag too. What is he like the eighth richest owner in the NBA? He's got that. You you got that, Tony. Come on now. Let let's not let's not let's not play games here, buddy. Yeah. So you know, I would love to see Prunty stay on the staff just because I think he has good offensive. Philosophies to the players too, which I think will be important, especially if I mean Quinn does like, get hired in the season. Having somebody connect to the players like Pronti does is super important. Yeah, so long as uh, Jamel McMillan is perhaps gone <laughs> over the offseason, uh, I'm you, surprised he's still here. But I will say, I mean, we've won two games, and the players still seem to be you know high fiving and stuff. So whatever. I mean, if they're cool of it, then I guess I'm cool of it as well. Yeah. So, um, 
look, you can keep him around. I have no issues with that. But uh, at the end of the day, it'll be Quinn Snyder's staff. So um, if we keep him cool, if we don't, then uh, Joe Prunty, you will always be a man of honor, or a leader of men, a leader of integrity, and a leader of honor. So that's that's that, man. Uh, shout out to Joe Prunty. Sir, shout out to the Hawks. A good, good back-to-back wins. Logan, you got anything else you want to say? That is, that is all. I have emptied my, uh, I have emptied everything. I've put my soul into this. All right. Well then, I just want to say thank y'all to everyone for rocking with us, listening to the podcast, and all that. We appreciate y'all. Also, shout out to us, Logan. 150 episodes in the books. Uh, kind of a milestone. You know, we only really celebrate the 100 marks, but you know, 150, not a number to scoff at. Many more to come, I hope. Um, as always, just want to say thank you all for rocking with us. Be sure to check out the description. You can find the link to our Patreon. We have bonus content. I have the bonus content episode planned out for this month. It's coming soon to the $10 and $8 tiers. But all tiers get ad-free content. Subscribe today, $5, $8, $10, and you can become a Hawks Talks Patreon. Uh, be sure to check out our Twitters on there. We talk about the Hawks pretty much all the time. Um, you can stay in tune with us, see our game reactions, and all that. But as always, just want to say thank you for listening. Have a good week. Love you. Bye.